and it, it makes me smile just like thinking about this right now and about to about to share it with you is that my whole life honestly because I started dancing when I was four years old my whole life has simply just been a series of expression and you know first it started with me and expressing myself and my true nature and my authenticity so whether it was through dance singing acting and then breath work and then you know different other types of movement to release energy I realized over time that all I've ever been doing was just healing myself through the form of expression and then I realized oh my goddess this is what I have been in in mission for with people I work with is to is to help them heal through their own expression to allow them to tap into their feelings tap into their emotional body and allow themselves to be expressed authentically unapologetically this is when we start to heal welcome to the empowered place a place for amazing souls like you to stop playing small and start playing big i'm your host tracy and i truly believe that vulnerability can and will heal the world On this podcast, we encourage anyone and everyone to share their stories and let their heart be heard. Whether it's through solo episodes, guest interviews, or coaching calls with courageous clients, we hope every episode will leave you feeling empowered and ready to create your life on your own terms. Here, we don't give away our power. Here, we become empowered. We're doing a solo episode with me today, and this one is going to be one that's really going to take me down memory lane. I have been feeling inspired to tell my story more, and where I've been and how I've gotten to the place where that I am now, this empowerment, this empowered place that I have cultivated in my in my world in myself and um I actually just looked back on my Instagram tonight and looked back on my highlight reel that I created about my story and I created it exactly a year ago which is really cool that I just happened to stumble upon it and it was kind of like reviewing what I put on there and I made it exactly a year ago on Instagram and I put a lot of uh, research because I had to go back into the archives and you know find photos and videos from like my life essentially and I put a lot of effort and time and energy into making that real and I'm really proud of it and so um if you haven't already go ahead and check that out you know if you're if you're more of a visual person and you like visuals and sounds and 
hearing someone's story that way. And I also would really appreciate it if you stayed on this episode and listened in as well. Maybe you're on a drive, maybe you're on a walk, like how I like to listen to podcasts, or you're just simply listening to your podcasts, you know, hanging out, relaxing. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I just want to thank you so much in advance for listening to me and listening to my story because everyone has one. You have one. I have one. And I think it's really important to show up in our stories to, you know, really show where we've been and the growth and the transformation that we have gone through to get to where we are today can really help other people, can really be um, other people's medicines. So today I am sharing my story here on the podcast, um, an audible version. And um, yeah, I would just really, really be grateful um, if you came along with me. So yeah, I was I was inspired by making this podcast because my, my last guest that I had on here, Madurai, where she, I had her on and she asked me about my story and how I got started on my spiritual path. And, you know, typically when I have a guest on my podcast, I, I gear it, you know, as much as I can towards them and asking them the questions and hearing their story. That's why I bring them on. Um, and she just, you know, we, we were still, we were, we were still getting to know each other in the earlier phases. And she, you know, asked me a little bit about myself and my spiritual journey. And I, I, it, it really inspired me to get on here, show myself, you know, this is my podcast. This is my, um, work. And, you know, I don't just want to talk about my work. I want to talk about where I've been and and how I've gotten to this the the work that I do. So here we are. Thank you Madurai for inspiring me <laughs> to tell my story. So I guess, you know, kind of going way back to how I even started my highlight reel on Instagram, I can I, th- I think it's really important to give a little bit of my background, you know, even from when I was a kid. Um, I grew up in a form of expressing myself in different ways. And it started with the arts. I started in dance class and um, really, really loved that. I actually started with Irish step dancing. And... I did that for nine years growing up. I competed in competitions and won medals and trophies and ribbons and plaques and all the all the rewards that you get when you compete in higher step dancing. And that was a lot of fun. And um, as time went on and, you know, I guess I was kind of growing out of Irish step dancing a little bit. I I loved dancing and I feel like Irish step dancing didn't really allow me to like get to the place of true raw expression that I know 
that I knew I could express. So, you know, I asked my mom, like, hey, I want to do, you know, the dances that everyone else does, like all my peers and my friends, you know, so like the traditional dances here in America, like jazz, um, tap, modern, ballet, like those types of dances. And I started with jazz and absolutely fell in love with it. It was totally in my element. I was able to move my body in different ways that allowed me to really express myself more deeply. And that was so fulfilling for me. Um, I did jazz and modern. Sometimes people call it contemporary but I did those two um, forms of dances for quite a couple years. And I, you know, I just, I loved it. And it was a way for me to like express myself with, without having to it, explain myself verbally. Um, yeah, so I was just really happy in dance. I started singing um, the first, the first solo I ever sang in public was actually at one of my dance camps and uh, I don't know why I don't know if I had the options but for some reason I chose to sing Hopelessly Devoted um, from Greece, Greece the musical I think maybe it's called Hopelessly, yeah, Hopelessly Devoted or Hopelessly Devoted to You at the time I had no idea what I was singing about (laughs) <laughs> could have been, I don't know, I actually don't know how, how young I was, I could have been, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, eight or nine maybe, but I was young, and everyone was just like blown away by my voice, and they're like, wow, you can really sing, you know, especially for how young, you know, I was, and um, then, you know, with singing, singing eventually led me into acting because I started doing musicals in my in my schools and then fell in love with the art of acting. And that's when things like really changed for me because with acting, when I was in ninth grade in high school, I got cast in Peter Pan the Musical as one of the Lost Boys. I mean... I went to a high school that just, I I guess they had a lot of money because we were able to afford, you know, harnesses for, you know, Peter Pan and all the other, you know, Wendy and John and all those characters to fly on stage. I mean, this is a, this is a high school musical and (laughs) high school musical, (laughs) that would be fun. Um, (laughs) and, um, and we were kids, and it felt like, and it was totally, like, non-professional. We weren't getting paid, but it felt like we were kind of in, like, a Broadway production, and it was a lot of fun, and it was something about being in that show lit a, a spark in me. Something happened with me where I felt so happy and so at home and so... um I felt so part of a family that understood me and I was still able to express myself, you know, outwardly and authentically. And it was such a beautiful place to be for a young girl. And I remember in ninth grade, 
as I was rehearsing for that show, I was just like, I just felt in my body. I was like, this, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to be an actor. I'm going to pursue that path. And I, you know, even on like my high school graduation night, like, my parents were like asking me what I wanted to do with my life after that and I was like crying the drama queen that I was I was crying saying how much I wanted to be an actor like that's how much it meant to me and so I quickly right after high school found a performing arts conservatory in Washington DC and moved to Northern Virginia where I resided and commuted 30 minutes to DC for days a week and that's really when like my adventure began I mean you know I'm like 18 you know 19 early 20s and I'm like now first starting to learn how to be my own adult my own person and you know doing what I loved, uh, got to live in like a suburban area while, you know, in doing the arts and enjoying, you know, school in a, in like, personally, one of my favorite cities. I really like DC and, um, just really met a lot of fun, great people. And it was a fulfilling time in my life. It truly, truly was. And that was a two year, two year program. By the end of that, uh, I spent the next year doing more film and TV in that area, in what they called the DMV area, which took me quite a while to catch on to because I'm like, why is everybody calling where I live the DMV? Like, I don't live at the DMV where you get your driver's license. <laughs> it turns out DMV stands for uh, DC. Maryland and Virginia it's kind of like the uh metropolitan like of that area and everyone would call it the DMV so I was doing um some acting work there I got cast in like a lead role in a in a murder mystery uh reenactment show and um that was really cool at the time and and yet, over time, something something was telling me, like, I didn't need to be there anymore. Like, not much was there for me much longer and like, in my potential and in, in my fulfillment. So I felt like I had to make a decision. I felt like I had to make a decision between, you know, moving to New York City and doing musical theater and stage and going down that route or moving to LA and doing film and TV. Um, since I was doing more film and TV in the DMV area, that's kind of the things that I was getting on my resume and I was getting kind of comfortable with getting in front of the camera. So um, visited LA and then I guess thought that was exciting for me at the time. And moved, moved pretty soon after, I guess I visited. I mean, may, may, it might have took a little time, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't too, too long after I visited. 
that I ended up finding myself in Los Angeles, California. I ended up living there for five years. And those five years were a complete, a completely different chapter of my life. I mean, now I was like, I mean, I was still working um, when I was 18, but like now I was working, I was like going on a bunch of auditions, I was driving around the whole entire city in traffic, I mean, I was renting my own apartments, having roommates, all that stuff, and um, it was just another exciting time in my life, and the five years I lived there were definitely a journey, um, because I would say the first, like, let's see, I moved there in 2015, and, yeah, I guess, like, the first two years there, it was really all about acting, it was the acting classes, it was the auditions, it was the photo shoots, you know, for your headshots, it, I mean, I even did, like, a little bit of modeling there, I mean, it was, and it was so fun, like, the the person I was then, it was divine for, that experience was for that version of me, like, that's what I wanted, that's also what I needed at the time, that experience, and, you know, I, I had a lot of fun, and then a little, a little bit after two years of being there, um, something started to switch in me, and it happened when, in 2017, when I went to a speaking event, it was this guy that I think maybe I saw on like a sponsored video on Facebook like wasn't I don't I don't even think I was looking out for it I think the event literally just came to me and it was with this man named Kyle Cease and I saw I guess a promo video and I was just I was pulled by it something captivated me with that and I was like, I have to go to this. This was a two-day event that he was doing, uh, like a weekend event. And um, what really drew me to, to see him and go to his event was the fact that he his background was very similar to mine. He was a, an actor. He did comedy. He was a comedian. I mean, he did. I never did stand-up comedy, but he came from the world of entertainment. And now he's transitioning into transformational speaking and then involving humor within that. So he kind of meshed the two together and created a business out of it, created something for himself from from his background and from where he was heading and with where he was heading and I don't know it was just something about that I was like I felt understood by him I felt like he was a male mirror of me because at that time I think no at that time I was still pretty involved in acting I mean nothing was really straying me away from it but you know I, I, I don't know I I don't know 
I might have been really, you know, I had my depressive episodes while in LA, absolutely. And I guess that was spirit at the time telling me like, this is where you need to go. This is where your soul needs to be right now to start healing from all that. And so I went to this two-day event and <laughs> wow, complete, like completely shifted everything for me. My perspective on my beliefs and my ways of being and these patterns that were so destructive you know, when I look at it from the outside in, we're so destructive to my well-being and the truth of who I really am at my core. And his event really brought that out in me. And it also really allowed me to see how much anxiety I harbored in my life up until that point, up until that point. And you know, found myself like crying while I was meditating because we there there was a point where he had everyone in the audience sit in silence in meditation for twenty minutes, and I just you know I I don't think at that point I ever meditated that long. Maybe I've never even meditated, and I just started tearing up, started really cracking open, and it's like, what is going on? You know. <clears throat> But I was totally open to the experience. I was completely receptive. And I wanted to know more. Like, I wanted to know more of why I was, you know, crying. I wanted to know more about, like, the things that I thought were true that I learned growing up that are completely not. And things that I took on, like belief systems and patternings that were never me and it really was like a shedding a shedding of my old self truly was I was you know after that two-day event I was actually in bliss (laughs) I didn't quite go through my dark night of the soul yet the many that I would have thereafter Um, but I was in bliss like I started meditating a full hour straight every single day just in silence and um started putting myself out there more online with um like the communities that were involved in this work and I really felt like a different person I felt so much lighter and like people that I met at that event who wanted to like get to know me more and get coffee like at at a at a certain point later on I was like I was all for it and I was excited and at the same time I was like nervous as hell because I was it's like I was me I was meeting a new version of myself I was ascending into a higher version of myself that who I didn't quite know yet and so it was like oh my gosh, okay, well, I'll meet up with them, but, like, they're gonna ask me about myself, and now I just, like, don't know who I am anymore, but it feels so freaking amazing, and so it just, it was a complete, complete, um, 
healing of identity, like healing of what I thought I was, which I was then that person. And it was a healing of like who I thought I always wanted to be, you know, turns out, you know, the acting path wasn't for me for the rest of my life. It was a period and a phase in my life that served me then um, and I grew out of it and that's okay. But it was really a hard pill for me to swallow at that time because I put myself in such a position, you know, since ninth grade or so where I like swore to myself that that's what I wanted to do that's who I wanted to be the rest of my life and then to start to like feel differently about that and then shedding old like ways of being that I used to harbor and all that anxiety I held on to it was so confusing to me and it was so scary you know and um you know that event with Kyle Cease his, his he doesn't do them in person anymore um but back then that event was called Evolving Out Loud which is, I think is just such a great name <laughs> and that first two-day event for me was so profound and so impactful that I ended up going to two more of his events two more of his two-day speaking events so I went to three of his to- uh, events total and, you know, every time was a different experience. I just felt myself growing more and more and more and like understanding more and more and more of like this life and, you know, what I'm here to do and how I'm here to show up and um, just started, I started really meeting more people <clears throat> in the personal development community and it was cool. It was really cool for me because it was a whole nother, you know, community of people from my acting family, you know, from my entertainment side. And it was just really fun to start exploring, like, this new side of uh, community, I guess. So I'm still doing acting. Maybe not as much as I used to have been. I wasn't booking as much. Um... And that spark, like that fire that I started to feel when I was in high school, and that carried me through quite a couple years, um, quite a few years, at some point in 2018, that started to fade away. And, you know, I was getting auditions, I had an agent, I was, I was booking some things, and I just wasn't, I just wasn't having as much fun as I used to anymore. The last real acting gig that I had was a musical too. So I was doing the two things, I mean it was like a staged reading musical, so I was doing the two things that I loved so much, that I thought I loved so much, and was acting and singing. So you know, that was the last gig I had. And when I was in rehearsals for that, I I was even just like, ugh, like, when is this going to be over type of day? And that was really weird for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not even like excited about this anymore. 
what's going on? And, you know, I guess that was also around the time when I started going to yoga classes and being more around a spiritually based community of people wanting to better themselves, wanting to know more about themselves, wanting to just release, you know, the stuff that doesn't serve them, like anxiety and all of that. And I was doing yoga for a little bit, and then somewhere down the line, oh, it was, um, I actually met a girl at, um, one of the events with Kyle Cease at Evolving Out Loud, where she was telling me about a wellness retreat center in Costa Rica that she went to that was so profound for her that I even found out that Kyle Cease himself went to. So... I ended up going to that same retreat in Costa Rica, I think it was 2018, and that was where I discovered breathwork, and I knew knew nothing about breathwork then, and my first um, experience with it, with like a big group of people and like the facilitators, was very interesting, I mean it really opened me up. they were like, the facilitators were like whispering like beautiful loving affirmations in my ear as they were playing music and as I was breathing deeply in a certain formation and it just felt so nourishing and it felt so loving and it felt so expansive and you know, I left that retreat not really thinking anything of the breath work because I had a really interesting experience there that I guess I put high expectations on and my expectations didn't come to pass. So I left there a a little disappointed um, and I didn't think anything of the breath work. And then five months after I came back, I was volunteering at the front desk at a wellness, um, not, sorry, at a, well, yeah, at a yoga studio in LA. And because I was volunteering, I got free classes to attend. So I saw this class on breath work and sound healing, like in one, in one class. And I was like, oh, amazing. I've done breath work before. It'd be really cool to explore that again. And I've never done sound healing. So I'll check it out, you know, after my shift. And wow. I something about that class that I went to, there was a breathwork facilitator and a sound healer. And the breathwork facilitator was like just so empowering, just saying all these incredible affirmations again out loud to everybody as they're so deep into that meditative breath. And you start to float deeper and deeper into into a state of ecstasy, really. And you start to really drop into your body. And it is power. It was it was powerful. And then with the sound healing afterwards, it was just like I felt so high and relaxed and light, like all at the same time. And I'm just like 
in this process of like, what is this beautiful, beautiful experience that these ladies are giving me right now? Like the fact that this is even possible for me, the fact that I can access this state of being with my breath was so empowering. And I just remember, I, th- I think I went to two of two of their classes when, while I was volunteering there. And the, I'm pretty sure it was the first one I went to, but <clears throat> by the second class, there was like this wave of intuition that came over me that said, you will be doing this one day. You will be facilitating people just like yourself. This is your calling. You are meant to empower people through the life force of their breath. Like That's how much of a profound experience I had as a receiver that I just, I got this huge download in that process where it was like, you're meant to do this. You're meant to hold space for people and you're meant to guide them into, you know, into remembrance of who they truly are through this practice. I mean, it was like, it was just, it was such a strong, intuitive message that I was receiving. So, um, you know, after, I guess, you know, I didn't volunteer at that place too long, but after that, I was, I was pretty much done with acting. I wasn't, inspired to go on auditions anymore and I started like changing my hair color a lot too I used to have for like almost nearly 10 years like this beautiful bright red hair color and I loved it like I'm not sorry to say that I like was a fox okay I was I, I rocked that look I mean I was known for my red hair and everyone thought it was natural and I just it was it was beautiful. Um, I started changing it though. I started dyeing it blonde, and then I did like this really really fun um, lavender color and cut it super super short, you know. And I I was starting to have fun um, with my look, with my appearance, because I I felt like I could never do that really when I was acting, because you have to you have to maintain a certain look, right? So so that you can audition for that the same stuff. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going in to change my headshots anymore because I I was just changing my hair and my look so much that I was like, Ugh, I don't even want to bother paying $800 for a headshot photo shoot at this point. And yes, some of those photo shoots were that much money to like essentially only use one good headshot in the long run. Like it was crazy. It was just it was an investment. It was crazy. And I started to just kind of relax myself from that and be like, you know what, I'm going to have more fun. I started experimenting with my look. Um, <clears throat> I started uh, walking a lot more. I think I was like running a lot. I was moving my body. And then I was just getting into other hobbies, I guess you could say. And really kind of finding my way into a new profession. Because if I wasn't doing acting anymore, if I wasn't auditioning anymore, 
my ego was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life? You know? So that's when I really started to go through the dark night of the soul. Um, and if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's really kind of hard to explain. Um, but it is a point in your spiritual journey, in your spiritual awakening. And it's usually in the beginning phases where you are kind of like feeling like you're losing a sense of yourself. You're losing your identity. You're going through this change, this transition, and you're shedding a lot of old negative patterns. And it's just this this place of like a lot of confusion. And it, it, it can, it can really feel like a dark place. And so um, I started to get there and I was like, what the heck is going on? Then I didn't even want to be in LA anymore. I didn't like the culture there. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't like living in a city anymore. I was starting to have experiences there that just were like sad and like just didn't serve me. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to get out of here. Before though, I found my way out of LA, I did come across a sound healer training that I was really, really intrigued by and was such a great experience for me. It was a two-day training and it was all about learning how to like connect with the instruments, with sound bowls and all the beautiful instruments that you hear in a sound healing session and being a facilitator for that. So I got certified in sound healing, which is like kind of crazy because breath work is really the pinnacle of my work and my life. I mean, I do it every day. I mean, this is what I guide people with. So it's kind of interesting how I trained first in sound healing. Um, But yeah, and then I, I did that in Malibu and that was like a beautiful experience. I did it in a beautiful, beautiful home and um it was it was definitely a growing experience for me and then i started investing in you know instruments for my business for sound healing then uh then wanted to train to be a breathwork facilitator cuz i knew how powerful of a healing modality that was as well and we were supposed to have our training in person and then um the panini happened <laughs> My friend, um, my friend calls, like, when, whenever she, like, refers to the pandemic that happened, she she says panini, and I thought it was really endearing and kind of just, like, a nice way to kind of lighten up the talk of it. The panini happened. The panini happened. And we didn't do that training in, in person. We actually did it online, and I trained to be a breathwork facilitator right before I like right before I moved away from LA like um that was that was like a really easy decision for me I was I was ready to leave and I did a solo cross-country road trip from California to Maryland all on my own for three weeks and it was such a fun fun experience for me and um and then I just started facilitating people in breathwork online and 
the more I started doing this, the more I realized that this was what was fulfilling me. This is what my soul's calling is, is to empower people from the inside out, to empower them with what they already have within them, you know, what what they already have to their disposal, their life force, their breath, movement, you know, moving their body, shaking up and releasing energy through these modalities is not something to just look over. This is real healing medicine. And we take our breath, we take moving our body for granted. And it's not until you start like consciously utilizing your breath and making the choice to move your body and really moving your energy and realizing you are an energetic being of life that you start to realize oh my gosh like natural healing is real so I started to really like want to work with people on a holistic level in in healing themselves and you know my vision has gotten so much clearer over time with my business and what you know the who the people are that I serve and it's incredible where this journey has taken me and where I am now because with breathwork it's all about like moving you know waking up and then moving the energy in your body and then releasing the stuff and the icky stuff and stagnant energy and emotions that you you have your body has held on to and that's what energy is it's it's emotions emotions are energy in motion like i've i've talked about this before so our emotions are energy so when when i'm like in a breathwork session when when i'm in one receiving or i am guiding someone and holding space for someone in their experience when we start crying and when or 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 we start getting angry or mad or whatever or happy or joyful and like laughing hysterically whatever like big emotion arises oh my god it's it's such a glorious thing to witness and or be a part of because that's when you know like okay this is energy that needs to be expressed it needs to be released we need to feel through the things that need healing and it's it just became such a rewarding job for me and it is to this day and it is going to continue to be because i know the power it has i know the power it has and i know the healing medicine that it is to really like clear our energetic bodies of all the trauma and the pain and the hurt and the false beliefs that limit our potential this is how we do it so I mean it's empowering is it not to know that you do not have to reach for anything outside of you it's nothing tangible it's nothing physical it's like it is your energy 
that you are in control of, that you have the control to tap, you have the power to tap into and, and start to really like build a relationship with it and also clear what doesn't serve, clear, clear the energy that doesn't serve. And over time, I had this big breakthrough, like I guess you can say this other download where I realized that it, it makes me smile just like thinking about this right now and about to about to share it with you is that my whole life honestly because I started dancing when I was four years old my whole life has simply just been a series of expression and you know first it started with me and expressing myself and my true nature and my authenticity so whether it was through dance singing acting and then breath work and then you know different other types of movement to release energy I realized over time that all I've ever been doing was just healing myself through the form of expression And then I realized, oh my goddess, this is what I have been in in mission for with people I work with, is is to help them heal through their own expression, to allow them to tap into their feelings, tap into their emotional body, and allow themselves to be expressed authentically, unapologetically, this is when we start to heal. And when I realized that all I've ever been doing in my whole life was just being the biggest form of expression I could be, that just made me so happy. And it's the same with breath work. It's the same with the embodiment practices that I do with my clients and what I do with myself, obviously, because I would not be coaching and guiding in this work if, if I did not if this has not changed my life, if this is not what I do in my practices, right? This has always been the mission, is to heal ourselves through expression. And so, you know, it's okay. It's okay that I lost the fire for acting because I was just moving on to what spirit was telling me I needed to do to help people continue to heal. You know, healing, watching movies, you know, when you watch a really good movie and, and you see these characters that are just so in it and it really, you know, tugs on your heartstrings and you get emotional, you know, I look at actors as emotional healers. I look at singers as emotional healers, you know? When you really, really connect with a song and you just, you either are joyfully dancing to it or you're hysterically crying to it, it's all just emotional healing. And so I'm really, really proud with how my journey has unfolded. The revelations that I have discovered along the way and how everything has been connected. Everything has happened for a reason and continues to. And I am such a better person for 
everything that I have been through. And, you know, I want you to know that if you are a sensitive individual, if you are a sensitive soul, you feel things very deeply, very easily. You know, you you connect with empathy of being an empath. I am you. I feel you. I understand you because I am you. And so I'm so proud to say that I've become so clear on the type of clients I want to work with. It's it's those clients that feel like the misunderstood empath. Like their feelings are too big. Like their their feelings are too much. And the thing is is that we've been conditioned to believe that to be true. And it is so much farther than the truth. The fact that you can feel so deeply is your superpower. Your feelings act as your intuition. And your intuition is your truth. It's it's the thing that guides you through your life in in the highest version of yourself. When you're so connected to your feelings, you're so connected to your body. And that's where we want to be. We don't want to be all up in our heads and in our ego because that's where the stress lives. That's where the worry lives. That's where the fear lives. And though it serves us to a certain extent, it's not going to help us live a happy life where we are thriving. We have to be connected to our bodies. We have to be connected to our hearts and in our intuition. Because that's our truth. That is where our truth lives and helps us move more easily through the world in that expression. In the expression of truth. And so that has been in different forms and continues to remain my mission in life is to help you stay in your form of expression to realize that your feelings your sensitivities to know this truth is your superpower and you are worthy of embracing this you are meant to do great things you have high sensitivities for a reason it is not to distract you or destroy you or make you feel bad it is here to empower you if you are a highly sensitive being like me you are a shaker and a mover of this world and we need you we need you to be in your authentic form of expression in all your highs and all your lows, and all the messiness in between. Because that is the human experience. That is, that is the expression of our souls. That is life. So do not let anyone tell you that your feelings don't matter, because they do. And they're very, very powerful. And, and I hope you see this over time is that the empowerment comes from within. You are your greatest source of divinity because you are divine. And you have everything everything you're looking for, my love, is already within you. 
But it's about knowing how to tap into that and clearing the old energies and beliefs that don't serve you anymore. And so that's that's what I help that's what I help my clients get to a place of just releasing the old and bringing in the new the vision you see so highly for yourself that you know you belong you know you belong there is your highest self and it's just about going through that journey of of releasing and shedding and melting away the stuff that you thought you were the stuff that you were told you were supposed to be or even the things people say you're supposed to feel you're not supposed to feel anything than what you are experiencing your experience is valid your experience your feelings when you feel something so strongly that is your body speaking to you listen to it listen to it because there is wisdom there there is your intuition saying hey hey i am here for you and whether you're hurting or you're in a good place this is a relationship that you have to build with that intuition because your intuition will never lead you astray will never lead you astray so my love I hope that my story has inspired you maybe you have connected with me a little bit more energetically (laughs) and if you have I would really truly love to hear from you you know feel free anytime to shoot me a message um, through my dms on instagram um, or you know just book a book a clarity call with me if this feels like a place and a space where you are really safe to feel held in i am honored to hold you in that I am honored to hold you in all you are and all that you feel because it is all completely divine and support is so monumental to self-growth and true transformation. So if you got value out of this episode, do let me know, reach out to me and or uh, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your stories on Instagram, write a review on Apple Podcasts. That is super helpful so that other amazing, amazing individuals like you can find this, this nugget of the internet and really take in all the goodness that we're sharing here. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. It means the world to me. And I will see you on the next episode. Hey, sweet one. Thanks for tuning in today. If you'd like to stay connected with me and this community for more exclusive content like special offerings, meditations, breathwork, and embodiment videos, then sign up in the show notes to become a part of the Empowered Email Community. If you are interested in working with me as a private client for coaching, you can book your free clarity call for my six-month mentorship in that same link. 
My one-on-one program is an intimate and safe container with me where we dive deep into your subconscious and shift paradigms so you can actually create a life you love on your own terms. If you found value in this episode, I love hearing your takeaways in a short review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're an active listener, you have the option to support the podcast with a monthly contribution. Whether it's by writing a review or giving what you can, you are helping other magical humans like yourself find this magical community. Thank you for being here. You are in the right place. You are in the empowered place.